Hello, and welcome to In the Odd at MSU, a behind-the-scenes look at the Michigan State University Department of Theater's productions and special projects. I am your host, Abby Taikaki. MSU's Department of Theater strives to train future practitioners of the performing arts to challenge and redefine traditional theater as an artistic response to an ever-changing world. This podcast serves to amplify the work being done to fulfill that mission. Today, my guest is Rose Legg, an MFA design candidate, and I asked Rose to join me today to promote her project, which is entitled Vote Your Voice, and it opens this coming Saturday, October 24, at the MSU Broad Museum. Uh, well, uh, not so much at the museum as on the museum, but we'll get to that in a minute. This project is the first of nine that the Department of Theater is building as part of an experimental season for the fall of 2020. So, Rose, welcome to In the Odd. Thank you. And let's start where all stories start right now, which is there's this pandemic. Yes, and nothing could have been worse for theater at the global scale than a global pandemic. Um, Reach. We, we all joke that uh, it makes you feel closer to Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's how did he keep writing and keep producing when all those plagues were shutting down the playhouses? Exactly. Um, it Theater has a history of surviving pandemics, which does make give us a little bit of hope. Um, and uh, a lot of the times when theater is put under adverse circumstances, it's where we make the, the most progress as a field. Um, I know that the designers have come up with some extremely creative solutions. Um, so, yeah, like uh, as a grad student, the the major motivator for going to grad sc- to grad school is that like we do shows to build a portfolio. So going into this year, I'm like we were all pretty scared of what it was going to be. Uh, we were going to graduate with six shows and now we'll, we'll be lucky if we get three. Um, and of course, the department understands that acutely. And so they've been working their asses off to uh like get something for us to do. They they asked us very early in the season to submit proposals um, to look at what it is we could do, what we wanted to do, if we had any ideas. Um, and so that's where uh, I started considering Vote Your Voice. I submitted it to the department. Um, and as soon as it was approved by our chair, the support and resources just came pouring in from professors and staff members, fellow students, Everybody is helping to try and put this together before the election. Oh, it's extremely soon. It's made me nostalgic for Tech Week because I I (laughs) truly feel like I'm back in Tech Week. (laughs) Awesome. So you are working very hard to put together this project and get it up and ready to go um, by Saturday. Tell us exactly what is this? And I mentioned that it was going to be on the road. So explain. Yes, uh, I am a scenic and projections designer. So uh, a lot of what I do with projections um, is called projection mapping. And that's when you put an image onto a surface, but then you use the projector to create illusions or to change what the, the object looks like. So I am projecting onto a side of the Broad, which is this big fancy museum that is famous for not having 90 degree angles. Uh, and I'm going to be projecting voter information, but it was very important to me that um, 
this didn't look like stars and bars, nationalism, anxiety-inducing, we've all seen it, it's all been crammed down our throats. I wanted this to remind us that um, the reason we vote is to help our community and that we vote as a community. So um, I am leaning into a style that is more about uh, bringing people together, uh, relaxing a little bit, and giving help to anybody who needs it. I want people to look at it and think, uh, it's okay if I don't know everything about voting. There are people here who want to help me and want to know what I have to say. That is so cool and so true. I work as an election official for the city of East Lansing, and I've done that for the past, I think, three or four um, uh, elections at this point. And I have to agree, like everybody that I, that works as an election official and the city clerk and the deputy city clerk, they, they bust their butts and they want to make sure that everybody who is eligible to vote gets that opportunity to vote and they'll do whatever they have to to work with those voters to make sure that happens. How does the... How does projecting, have you done anything like this before? And how does the museum and its lack of 90 degree angles uh, play into your design process? I have done some projection mapping before. Admittedly, not at this scale. Um, the lack of 90 degree angles makes it much more complicated uh, than it would be if I was just on a standard building. Um, but Arguably also because the broad is made of this shiny metal material, it's the projections will be much brighter because uh, there's just so much more bounce that we're going to get off of it with the light. So it should look really beautiful at night. Um, but the particular piece of the building that I'm working on is set at a 31 degree angle, which is pretty drastic. So as you put the image on there, it wants to get bigger as it goes up because we're, the top is farther away from the projector than the bottom. So we have to take all this very fancy software and uh, use it to skew the, the top angles and all the side angles and mask around the edges. So that way, uh, everything that we put on there looks like a grid. So whenever we do illusions, like trying to make it look like the building has suddenly shifted inward and that we're now inside of the clerk's office, um, we, we need to have that mathematically correct and uh, in proportion despite the extreme angle to be able to make the image work. On top of the mathematics and the software and um, mapping all the angles correctly, you're also creating all of the imagery? Yes. Um, so right now I'm working on creating all of the uh, bases for what we are about to animate. I spent the last week just making as many uh, content images as possible. Um, each layer has to be individual so that way when we move on to the animation stage next week um, I can hand some of them off to the wonderful people who are working with me uh, to help make this come to fruition um, but for instance one of the images that I sent you this morning is a, a pumpkin with some candles because I thought we need something festive we have to remember oh the Halloween is is literally the day after this uh, this production closes so um, with all those different layers, uh, I'm working with 
some of my animation team to make the candles flicker and make it refract on the pumpkin so it looks like the light is bouncing off of it. And it should be very spooky and very fun. That's so cool. So who, where did you find an animation team? Well, MSU is one of the only schools in the country that actually has one inherently. Um, we are one of the few theater programs that has a complete department for media creation, projections, design. And we have a professor who that is her entire job. And Alison Dobbins is one of the best professors I've ever had. Um, that was one of the, the reasons that I enrolled at MSU is because unlike most schools where you, you're lucky to even have a class in media design, this one has resources at your fingertips and they're really committed to new technology and experimental art and letting you have, like giving you the resources to make what you want to happen, happen. As long as you want to work hard for it, you can do it here. Yeah, it's very unique. Um, it, when I was looking around for places to apply um, at URDA, this big theater conference, uh, MSU was at the top of my list, specifically because it would allow me to take a more stenographic approach to theater as opposed to being stuck in one singular design area for all three years. Do you think you would have done any projects like this were it not for the pandemic and the dramatic shift in the department's plans for this semester, for this season? If the pandemic hadn't happened, we would be having a full show schedule. We would have at least three shows going up, plus we'd be working on opera and I'm teaching this semester. So uh, I doubt that I would have been able to do something at this scale. Um, I definitely think that I would still be involved with voting. Uh, I have signed up to be a poll worker and uh, I might have done something at a smaller scale, um, probably not the Broad. They would probably also have work going on and exhibits to show. Um, so that does make this kind of a unique opportunity. Um, even though the pandemic took away a lot of what we came to this school for, uh, it created a crucible where we adapted and we are still creating. The first meeting that I had with our chair, Stephen uh, Benedetto, about this project, he asked me what building I wanted to put it on. What was my ideal top choice? And when I told him the Broad, uh, we all knew it would be a challenge. And we had no idea if they would even be up for it. Um, the art department and the theater department are completely separated. Uh, though we do, we are friendly with each other, but we we don't really know what the other has going on unless we seek it out. So uh, Stephen contacted the Broad for me and, and told them that I want to do this projection mapping on top of their building. I don't know how that conversation went, but I did get an email with a resounding yes the same so, day. Sounds like the conversation went well. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure it went very well. Um, and they've been amazing, providing me space and uh time to set everything up. And um, I really couldn't be happier. I, I didn't think I was going to get to do the Broad. I had a lot of uh, other spaces picked out in case, but uh, amazingly, this, this university, when you ask for resources and time, when you tell them that you want to put in the work, they 
they give you what you need and they are there to help. So Rose, you mentioned that you have signed up to be a poll worker. What is your plan to vote? Have you already? I have already voted. I went to the clerk's office to register in East Lansing because before I was in Lansing. Uh, And I applied for an absentee ballot about two weeks ago, and they sent my ballot in the mail, and I was able to thoroughly research all of the candidates before the election, or so that I was like, I was in the comfort of my home, I was on my computer, every question, every selection that I had to make, it was extremely easy. And I think this is the first time that I voted and been absolutely 100% confident about every box that I checked. And then I just dropped it in the ballot box return outside the clerk's office on my way to work. It was an extremely easy process. And I I went in thinking that it would be hard. Um, And after seeing just how much everybody wanted to help and make sure that the votes got in and that everybody was heard and had a voice in this upcoming election, um, it really spurred me to make sure that others felt comfortable being able to do that as well. What is next for you after this uh, project closes down? Do you have plans for or the next thing you're jumping into? Or is it up in the air like everything else is right now? Well, the theater industry is still stalled at least until the summer of next year. So until then, I've been uh, turning my skills to protest art and equal rights activism. Uh, I'm working on ways to use projections on public buildings of power to call out systems of oppression and uh, create community engagement. So uh, if you see any surprise projections pop up in the area, it might be me. They can't really paint over an image that's projected. So that's pretty much what I'm working on for the rest of the year on top of grad school. And uh, as you said, the theater department has a lot of other work going on at the moment. And uh, I will be involved at a, a smaller degree in some of those. Very cool, very cool. Well, thank you so much, Rose, for joining me today. Uh, just to recap, Vote Your Voice by Rose Legg uh, premieres Saturday, October 24. It runs through Friday, October 30, and runs from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. on the side of the MSU Broad Museum, which is at 547 East Circle Drive in East Lansing. But will it also be viewable from Grand River Avenue? Absolutely. You should be able to see it from the street and just walking by as a pedestrian. Fantastic. I cannot wait to see it. Thank you. It's been really nice talking with you. So thank you to the Eli and Edith Broad Art Museum at Michigan State University for their support of this project. Thank you also to the MSU College of Arts and Letters and Department of Theater Chairperson Stephen Benedetto for supporting this podcast. The opinions expressed on this program do not reflect official entities of Michigan State University. This has been In the Odd, a Michigan State University College of Arts and Letters podcast, and you can access every episode of In the Odd at theater.msu.edu forward slash AUD. I'll be back soon with another behind-the-scenes look into what's happening at 542 Auditorium Road in East Lansing, Michigan. But until then, wear a mask, wash your hands, stay six feet apart, and go green! Go white!